Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Here this afternoon in the Kiva. Always we appreciate you guys staying tuned wherever you might find us on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. You can podcast directly on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And of course, you can grab our apps directly at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. Dad will be back on uh, Monday. So for those of you who are looking forward to that, as I am, it'll be uh, good. You can always fact check me, and that's always. Uh, Nice and fun. Lot to get to. As always, uh, here in the Kiva, a lot of loose ends, all the clippings of the week, all the various articles and things that I've looked at. But obviously, the most important thing and what we were all waiting for, and there's two big things, as you heard at the top of the news, that we have to focus on. And one is the final release, the search warrant affidavit for Trump's Mar-a-Lago home was released right on time in a heavily redacted form. And uh, there's not much to it in terms of you trying to find all the pieces and you go page by page and all of a sudden you see black page after blacked out page after blacked out page. Now, government officials filed a copy of the search warrant affidavit authored by an FBI agent on orders from the U.S. Magistrate uh, Judge Bruce Reiner. And uh, you know, of course, he is trying to cover his ass at this point. So you have to understand you had to kind of go both ways. I think He felt forced into this. Uh, He ordered the U.S. Department of Justice to release the copy. He agreed with every single redaction proposed by the government. So really only a few people have read absolutely everything. So an FBI agent whose name was withheld said the government's investigation was, quote unquote, triggered by a referral from the National Archives and Records Administration. There you go. That sounds uh, real high end and national security doesn't which has said it identified classified records in the tranche of boxes transferred to it from the Mar-a-Lago in January. Wow, they just left that stuff out there for that long? After the referral and after the Biden administration, yes, that's correct, decided to reject Trump's privilege claims, which set everything into motion. They reviewed the boxes from the 16th to the 18th of May. That's right, folks. Nearly three months before they decided to invade Mar-a-Lago on August the 8th. They identified documents with classified markings in 14 of the 15 boxes, totaling 184 documents in all. They sought the warrant because they believe Trump violated several laws, including governing the possession and transmittal of national defense information. Did they find it? Do, does he have it? And should he be taken in? Well, we got the information here, but we don't have anything that would state that something criminal is going to happen to Donald Trump at this point, though we all know that it's being set up for exactly that. Why else would these officials try to keep the document sealed top to bottom? They claim, DOJ, that it needed to impose a number of redactions to protect the identities of law enforcement agents. Of course, you're the aggressors. You're the bad guys. You're about to try and take them out. Tom Fitton, as you know, last week, President of Judicial Watch, said the affidavit exposes, quote, how there was significant evidence of Donald Trump's cooperation, a major legal dispute about legal status of records believed to be in Trump's possession, and that the FBI abusively raided his home despite, despite his 
cooperation. So, so many uh, comments and thoughts out there. You know, we can't trust Trump with the documents, but we can trust the FBI with them. I told you yesterday, you got all of the details, the information. It doesn't look good for the FBI in terms of what they said yesterday. The trust of the Department of Justice and the FBI plummets in the midst of this Trump raid. I think this furthers it. I think more people are less willing to believe in the FBI. Americans overall are divided. A majority of Republicans, a plurality of dependents, say FBI and DOJ have become too political. And Americans are divided on whether or not the FBI and DOJ are being honest. They're too political and they're not honest. We do not trust our government at this point. And this didn't seem to help their case. One, because they tried to withhold the information. They didn't want it coming out. And two, well, when they actually provided it, it was heavily redacted and all it shows is that given the timeline, Donald Trump was in full cooperation and communication, not some sort of guy who was on the run trying to get away from the government. No, he was fully cooperative with the federal government, of which he used to run. 550-5500, that's 550-5500. Love to get your thoughts on this this afternoon. I'll forward the phones, and uh, we'll be wide open phone calls if you want to go ahead and chime in on this. And um, it's a giant big nothing burger. Trump came out and talked about this. He says, shows the search warrant never should have been approved. It was on, approved on that Friday, August 5th, executed it at Mar-a-Lago three days later on that Monday. The FBI, <clears throat> which is part of the Department of Justice, confirmed the document that it was in talks with Trump lawyers. So why would an affidavit be approved? The affidavit heavily redacted, he says, nothing mentioned on nuclear, a total public relations subterfuge by the FBI, the DOJ, on our close working relationship regarding document turnover. We gave them much, Trump wrote on Friday. The reason for the recusal was not given, but Trump said Reinhardt should have recused himself from the warrant issue as well. Trump has asked the court to appoint an independent party, as I reported earlier to separate privileged materials from the items the FBI seized in the raid. That case is now being handled by District Judge Eileen Cannon, who is a, a Trump appointee. A group called Tea Party Patriots Action has asked for Reinhardt to be removed from overseeing the warrant matter in part because of a Facebook post. So I think it gets murkier. It gets more gray. I think this gets prolonged. I think this gets leveraged. and. Then it's on a Friday. So it's one of those days where all these things get tossed and turned and it's a slow news day. Heck, even a couple of our talk show hosts were off today. The Justice Department barked back. They said there was probable cause before the FBI Mar-a-Lago search. In that heavily redacted section, Department of Justice prosecutors again asserted that there's probable cause to believe that the documents containing classified non-disclosure and presidential records remain on the premises. Well, if he was in cooperation with you, why did you just not decide to go ahead and ask him for them? It also added, quote unquote, the premises is currently closed to club members for the summer. As specified in attachment A, if at the time of the search, there are areas of premises being occupied, rented or being used by third parties and not otherwise used or available to be used by Flotus, then, and his staff, the search would not include such areas. How nice of them. 
Cash Patel came out and said all of the information there has been declassified. All the arguments that have been made by the Justice Department should not have warranted an invasion of Mar-a-Lago. A warrant at the property and a receipt that were unsealed by Reinhardt days after the raid show that agents took 11 boxes. They say they have 15. We've seen signed outs for as high as 27. Warning indicates that Trump is being pro for possible Espionage Act violations. That's the only thing that they're trying to go at him with. Are we trying to keep the Russia collusion dialogue alive? Trump posted on his true social page that when president, he declassified a range of documents relating to the crossfire hurricane investigation. In one instance, he pointed to an archive link of a declassification order he issued on January 19, 2021, the day before he left office. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. Much about ado about nothing for the FBI. I think they look bad through all of this, but, you know, I think we had to get the Fed involved to sort of cover a little bit of this stuff. And let's not forget, folks, there are people who are stoking some of these flames and getting you to think about other things and prioritize other things. And then, of course, on top of that, it is a slow news day. A big win for Trump, in my opinion, but you're not going to see this uh, play much through the uh, Sunday news. They'll figure out a way to go ahead and confuse everybody. Back after a quick break here in the Kiva on AM 600 here in the Kiva on AM 600 KFM, rockatalk.com, 550-5500 with a tough day on Wall Street. Doesn't look good, folks. Doesn't look good. You were just hoping for a quarter point, maybe a half point. Maybe, hey, you know, inflation is finally cooling. Joe Biden don't care. He decided to go ahead and uh, relax everything that he possibly could and, hey, give people some kickbacks, right? That's the way these politicians work. They give you a little bit of a kickback and Nah, you know, $2,000 every taxpayer that's out there. We're going to relieve, you know, the elites, those who went to college and the other 60% who went to college but never graduated college. We're going to give them all that money back. And you saw the inflation uh, push up. And then on top of that, you layer that with some remarks coming from the Fed chairman. And you get the worst day in more than three months on Wall Street. Now, I'd love to see Wall Street continue to just go and go and go and everybody have confidence and everyone's spending money and it's a giant party and we're never going to come down. But it's not going to happen, unfortunately. And a lot of it has to do with the fact the way that we've managed our money, we've delayed. Now they've, you got to wait for the crash until after the midterm elections. Look, we've seen the 10K sheets. We've seen the reports from uh, Wall Street, what do we know? We know that these companies aren't where that they need to be. And because of that, because of that, you know that they aren't performing at the returns that they seemingly are giving you. So the market has continued to stay buoyant, you know, in the 30, over 30,000 phase, and we've been as high as uh, 35.7. The broad sell-off was led by tech 
as the remarks by Fed chief are disappointing the investors. Why? Because the cost of capital is going to go through the roof, proverbially speaking. Remember, we've gone up 225 basis points since the beginning of the year. Expect 300 basis points by the end of the third quarter. That's a 1% increase quarter over quarter over quarter. I would anticipate after the elections that you're going to get probably at least a 0.5 to a 0.75. We are going to go up 4%, three and a half to 4% in 2022 alone. That would nearly be a record. The Fed's got to try and cool things off. Mr. Powell said the Fed must continue raising interest rates and keep them high until inflation is under control. Well, reading all the inflation, it's not coming down. The biggest worry on Wall Street and the difference between now and 1982, nearly 40 years ago, is what? Is that inflation isn't going to come down. You've got more companies charging for more, uh, charging more fees. Amazon, Netflix, both fell nearly 5% for the day. The Dow shed itself more than 1,000 points. The S&P fell 141. The tech Focus NASDAQ slid 497 points. The biggest surprise here is that investors were bracing for quote unquote Fed chair to talk through, talk tough on inflation, you know, reacting negatively after he did exactly that. Well, looks like they got you. You investors kept your money in the market. You lost a little bit more money because you played the news and the news wasn't positive. Google's parent alphabet fell by more than 5%. HP and NVIDIA, Caesars Entertainment all more than 5%. Dell fell 14%. This isn't baked in. This hasn't happened yet. How far are we away from raising those rates? At least two and a half weeks. That's right. Monthly jobs report is coming in September the 2nd. We're getting that 0.75% increase on top of that, the jobs report, you're going to start seeing more and more layoffs as a result of this. Part of keeping inflation in check, as I've indicated to you before, is layoffs. You're going to need to have layoffs. And we've started to see this step down, albeit gradual. And then people jumping into the hustling con economy, right? Everyone's got a gig. Everyone's got something that they're doing on the side. They're quote unquote hustle. The two-year U.S. Treasury yield, which is closely tied to expectations for the Fed's benchmark rate, spiked after his speech. 3.4% from 3.37%. Bond yields and prices move in opposite direction. The 10-year inched up to 3.034%. This will be the last week because the mortgage companies will bake this stuff in right now. As soon as you see those 10-year and the U.S. Treasury yields go in those directions, and you see them by jumping that much, your last and your highest mortgage rates in over the last, uh, I don't know, four and a half years, 5.55%, you're going to see those blow through 6% over the weekend. If you're looking to get that house and you really find a place that's going to be a forever home, now's the time to go ahead and, and get on that within the next couple of weeks. Lock it in today. See what you can go ahead and lock in for the next 45 days and see if they'll give it to you. 550, 5,500, that's 
550,500. Indexes po- posted gains after data showed the economy shrank less than previously thought. That happened yesterday. Oh, we have the revised GDP numbers. Folks, we're in a recession. doesn't matter if it's minus 0.9% or minus 0.6%. Two negative quarters of growth give you exactly the definition of recession. We can't change that definition now. No matter what type of lipstick we try to put on this pig, we're in a recession. Rates are going up. There's going to be layoffs. Brace just a little bit and plan ahead. And if you got credit cards and things that you need to go ahead and pay off, well, guess what? Those APRs are going to be jumping up as well. Can you imagine paying 2 to 3% on your money monthly? So totally for every five grand, you know, that you're borrowing, right? Costing somewhere between 150 to 300 bucks, depending upon where your APR is, bouncing between 18 to 27%. That's not good. Now, the Jackson Hole speeches essentially came out today. Jerome Powell's speech in Wyoming. Of all places, he went to Jackson Hole. And, well, you know, that's where the sort of IMF and, uh, you know, the Swiss bankers and all of them decided to go ahead and congregate. Of course, Elon Musk was there with uh, McCarthy. I'm not sure why everyone gathers there, but they do. And I've actually been to Jackson Hole. It's been some time. Grand Tetons, all the beautiful stuff. That's out there. Interesting airport to fly out nonetheless. But long story short, China is also in on this. You thought China was doing well. You thought China is going to go ahead and make it through. They're going to become the, you know, the next hegemonic power. I don't think that's going to end up happening. They depend too much on our consumption. So before you think that they go ahead and, and this gets a little bit too far ahead of them, our consumption drives much of their economy. And if we're not consuming, they're not going to keep growing. Xi Jinping is about to go into his third, come November, his third leadership of communist China. He has a long memory, and he's also going to be very angry and starved for capital. We know that when an economy is not growing, we know that a economy a country, when starved for resources, might decide to go outside of itself. No one's talking about this, and I think that this might actually push China more outside its own boundaries and decide to go ahead and invade Taiwan. You have to keep growing your economy. Why not gobble up other countries while you're at it? Just a thought for you out there. How about volatility? Are we going to see more of the topsy-turvy, upsy-downsy? Yes, you are. It's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster ride. Because there's going to be a lot of this will over here that says, no, 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 it's not going to get as bad as that. Don't listen to them. It's not that negative. You're going to have everybody who's got their investments that they can't pull out yet without their penalties. And say, no, we got to keep that stuff locked in there. I don't want to go ahead and take the hit this year. I don't have any other place to put it. Guess what? You're going to have to take the hit this year if you want to go ahead and salvage what's left in that there's forecasts right now somewhere between 24 to 26K through the end of 2023. There's other forecasts that are out there. There's somewhere between 33 to 35 that we're going to go ahead and brace it and tame inflation over the next quarter and a half, which means roughly about November. It's anyone's guess, really. Based upon the mob rules mentality that we have going on, here in this country and the incessant focus on, well, I got to make my capital grow. I want my 401k 
to continue to go. My opinion, my opinion, the downside is going to outweigh the upside. And for those of you who, who decide to go ahead and divest and redirect those resources towards something else, commodities, you oftentimes hear, and annuities, and you, you hear uh, Zanetti, you hear Trujillo, you hear Tom Crow, you hear everybody here on our radio station who advertises what to do with your money. Those would be the right people to talk to because they're the ones that are going to be able to get you through this roller coaster ride. And for those of you who aren't, who aren't in the market, your money is losing its value if it's locked inside the mattress, folks. You know it and I know it. It's becoming worth less and less. And it's not just gas. It's a whole host of things that are becoming more and more expensive. 550-5500, that's 550-5500. Well, Eddie, I think they waited and then saw President Trump was going to go forward with perhaps running and also saw that his numbers were growing more and more people were behind him. And then decided they had better do something to hurt his chances in the next election. And hey, why not for the midterms? Remember, they do not want Donald Trump to have a strong midterm. Eddie, I bet the documents Trump had were about the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden investigation. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. We don't have the information. Um, And I don't know if anybody's tracking what's going on in Baja, California, but it is pretty crazy. Back after a quick break here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, BQ.FM, Rock of Talk. Dot com 4:30 back in 3 Here in the Kiva on AM 600 KIVABQ.FM here on this Friday afternoon. How about that rain? A little moisture and, uh, well, that uh, I-80, or excuse me, the not the I-80, the uh, State Road 80 still not repaired down south. Thanks for those of you who have texted all that in. A little financial advice uh, here. I-bond, Eddie. If somebody has a little cash around, they can buy a $10,000 I-bond max. I don't know what that is, but thanks for the advice. You can contribute, and the rate they're paying is 10% until October, and then it will get adjusted again, probably up. This would be a great place to put your money. I think you have to hold on to it for one year, and you can take it out within three years with a three-month interest penalty or hold it up to 30 years. Wow. So thanks for the advice there. Wow, we got a lot of intelligent people. So I told you, you know, everything is coming apart financially. That's going to put a lot of pressures on some of these brick countries. It's going to, on the other side, to go ahead and do something. Remember, they are dependent upon us. China seemingly is getting just a little bit weaker. Russia, you would hope that they're getting weaker, but they're emboldened by their fight uh, with Ukraine. All these guys are going to get together come November. Republican Governor Eric Holcomb of Indiana is trying to do what he can to prevent China invading Taiwan. I don't think that's going to work. Announced that he arrived in Taiwan, becoming the latest U.S. official to visit the self-governing island amid its escalating tensions with China. 
I appreciate the warm welcome to Taiwan from Douglas Sue, Taiwan Director of North American Affairs. He posed with a photo with him and Sue. Holcomb and a delegation that includes Indiana's Commerce Secretary and the Taiwanese capital of Taipei to kick off an economic development trip, which happened all week in Taiwan and South Korea following the signing of the Federal CHIPS Act and the recent announcement that Taiwan-based semiconductor company MediaTek will open a design center in Indiana. They don't care about how much commerce is going to be there. China, they're not growing. They're going to be looking to fight because they know if they can entangle the Western world into a conflict, they're going to be all the better for it. They don't have much to lose. They have a command and control economy. They don't need to go ahead and vote to go to war or anything like that. They just decide, yep, we're going to go ahead and pull the trigger on this. People are trying to keep the peace in that area and come the G20 summit in Bali, which I believe is going to be happening in November. You have Chinese and Russian leaders who will also attend the meeting with just about everybody else, including Vladimir Zelensky. That's right, folks. They're all going to be there by that time. Will it actually happen? The Chinese foreign ministry did not immediately respond to Reuters' comment for a, con a request for comment on how they're handling things. Neither a Kremlin spokesperson declined to comment to Bloomberg. But they say that they will be there, people familiar with the situation. It would be Xi's first time outside China since January of 2020, you know, the Wuhan virus. President Joe Biden is expected to attend the G20 summit, but the White House has not said whether or not he will meet Xi. Chinese officials are reportedly making plans for a November meeting in Southeast Asia between Xi, Biden, and Putin. Spokesperson for the White House National Security Council reiterated that Biden did not think Putin should attend as he wages his war against the Ukraine. Given the way the world is coming apart economically and these businesses want to continue growing, I think it's in everyone's best interest to keep people happy, healthy, and on their way. But that's not what they want. In order to create new solutions, you have to create more crises. And certainly that unnecessary conflict and war, and in my opinion, I think it's much more the problem of Zelensky than it is Putin. We covered that. I talked to you about how that car bomb that happened last weekend and, you know, uh, Erdogan trying to do everything he could to go ahead and keep Zelensky at bay. Could not, would not. Zelensky decided to beat his chest, roll the, ta the Russian tanks through the square in Kiev, celebrate their 31-year separation from Russia by doing what? Well, getting bombed and getting at least 25 of their citizens killed, at least, likely many, many more. Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin are both planning to attend that. Jokowi, who's the Indio Indonesian president and where all this is going to be taking place, has been talking to everybody. He says, Putin has also told me he will come. Xi Jinping will come. Bloomberg News Editor-in-Chief John Milkowait also has verified through speaking to the Indonesian president about this. So we'll see where this all ends up. We'll see if we make it there and see what finally happens when it comes to the big ones meeting. In Africa last week, speaking of conflict, Somalia ended Mogadishu Hotel siege with at least 21 dead. I've heard a little bit higher than that. I think that there was north of 40 on the uh, final reports, 30 people at least were killed in the incident, but this reporting uh, could not count. It was at the Hyatt Hotel and not H-Y-A-T-T, H-A-Y-A-T. 
popular with lawmakers and other government officials. It was believed to be the longest by the militant group since it was forced out of Mogadishu in 2011. The United States has returned to Somalia militarily under President Joe Biden after former President Donald Trump withdrew from the country. So where Joe Biden goes, so goes some of the conflict. That's in Africa. And of course, you know, we know about all the other things that have been happening. I mean, even Salman Rushdie, no updates on that. But the Islamophobia that apparently Salman Rushdie is creating and the social media fatwa that's going on out there. Folks, we're just creating more and more conflict wherever we possibly can find it because we don't have peacemakers and we don't have real leadership. Heck, we're sending Brittany Griner's savior seemingly is Dennis Rodman. Now, uh, there's no confirmation. I think they prevented him from going. Last week, he was supposed to be heading to Russia <laughs> in a push to release her. He had previously inserted himself in the U.S. North Korea uh, dip diplomacy. Uh, Trump got rid of that mess. Seems like uh, Biden's getting rid of him when it comes to the Russian sort of removal of Griner. The Hill reached out to State Department for comment on Rodman's plan. Guess what? No comment. The Biden administration is currently negotiating the release of Griner, yet won't receive Putin at the G20 in November. So it looks like Griner, they can make that exchange, will be mano a mano, even for even. U.S. Marine Paul Whelan having reportedly proposed an exchange involving Russian arms dealer Victor Bout. Rodman, as you know, you might remember him from the Chicago Bulls or the Detroit Pistons, the Bad Boys, has been nowhere to be seen for the last few years. And then all of a sudden, remember, uh, I think he also took credit for freeing a, somebody from North Korea. I'm not sure if you guys remember that, but uh, we also know that Bill Richardson was on the docket shows you where our governor is uh, right in line or our former governor is right in line with uh, Dennis Rodman. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. Um, by the way, folks, the Archdiocese of Santa Fe has reinstated its Sunday mass obligations. So for you uh, churchgoers, uh, particularly you Democrat Catholics who love supporting Michelle Lujan Grisham, she's a St. Michael's horseman and certainly hope that she's feeling better, right, uh, from her COVID-19. Um, they have reinstated the Sunday mass obligation. Not sure if you caught that, but you Catholics, you definitely need to go ahead and, and get back in there. This actually happened earlier in the week. Archbishop John Charles Wester wrote in a letter this past Monday that attendance obligation has been reinstated. It has been lifted since the start of COVID-19 pandemic. But the archbishop wrote in the letter, given the current situation of the virus, it's less severe symptoms, the availability of vaccines, in the advice of the medical establishment, I now reinstate the obligation of the faithful to assist at Sunday Mass and all other holy days of obligation. Michelle Lujan Grisham, a known Catholic, likely will not be in attendance. So hopefully a Knight of Columbus will escort her out immediately if she tries to keep that first holy day of obligation. By the way, uh, I'm not sure how many of you guys know the diocese itself comprises 19 of 33 counties in New Mexico. There is a uh, archbishop, I believe, of Gallup. I'm not mistaken in that part. I think that there's a Southern Archbishop as well. So it doesn't encompass the Archdiocese, the entirety of the state of New Mexico. So it's a good reminder to all of you where this is being reinstated, which includes our beloved city and county, Bernalillo and Albuquerque, Santa Fe, Taos, Los Alamos, Sandoval, Valencia, Rio Reba, Colfax, Union, Mora, Harding, San Miguel, Quay. Is there a church left in Mora? Quay, Socorro, Torrance. 
Guadalupe, Tabaca, Roosevelt, and Curry. So uh, put that on your calendar. And speaking of calendars, if you've requested your calendars, I just sent my very first ones out today. So hopefully you guys will get those uh, Monday, Tuesday of next week. And if you want one of those calendars, all you have to do is uh, directly text me and I will get out, get you out a great calendar. It doesn't, uh, it has all the, the right holidays and gets rid of all the holidays that uh, you've never heard of and don't need to be part of your calendar. So that's something that you should definitely request. And all you have to do is text me directly at 505-550-5500. That's 550-5500. Um, God, so many other things that are just uh, popped up in the news over the last a couple of weeks. We'll get to those uh, right after uh, the break. And thanks everybody for listening. The AM1600 KIVA, abq.fm, rockoftalk.com. This iBond thing is very interesting. Don't know much about it, but look it up. The iBond Max, you can contribute and the rate they're paying is 10% until October. Then it will probably get adjusted up again. You have to hold it for a year. You could take it out within three years. The three-month interest penalty or hold it up to 30 years altogether. So seemingly a pretty uh, good thing, but I don't know uh, much about it uh, at all. Uh, don't forget on uh, yesterday's uh, program, we talked about the whole, you know, the uh, the working, the, the great resignation. So go back and listen to that. That was a pretty good segment. I do say so myself. Back in three. Well, speaking of COVID, we know that uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham is back. Um, how many times over? There was no report upon that. You notice we didn't get any of that stuff. You know that when they want you back, very happy to get, I don't know, 98% of the students at Georgetown University, 94% of the students over at the University of New Mexico are believed to be vaxxed. I want you to listen here. I played this yesterday. Um, hopefully, I, I'm going to test this out again. The internet cut off as soon as we went to the air with this. Donald Trump. Yep. He uh, he tried to get the hydroxychloroquine reauthorized. He worked hard at it, right? Again, this is uh, all about a pound of cure is better than the vax. In this particular case, hydroxychloroquine. We have 60 million doses. What do we do with it? Well, we didn't use it. Was not authorized. Remember that. Does the government really want us alive? You wonder. You wonder. Nobody believes what Biden says. Nobody believes what the Democrats say. No one believes the FDA. Nobody believes the WHO. A blitz of messages in 2020 to Dr. Stephen Hahn, the director of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration at the time regarding hydroxychloroquine, including a request to reimplement the emergency youth authorization for the drug. We're sitting around waiting. Hey, please. Yeah, we're good. If I get it, I'm going to survive. Like, 
we're all sending off, trying to do everything, you know, doctors and all the other you know, groups are out there. Hydroxychloroquine, we're going to use it. Showed efficacy against the, as a COVID-19 prophylactic and treatment, but other studies found it has little or no effect. And guess what Burks decided to go ahead and focus on? She was the top White House COVID-19 official, sent messages regarding the study to the person who would be in charge of making the decision. From the White House Select Subcommittee to the Coronavirus Crisis, after the email came out, she controlled it, redirected, and revoked the authorization request. On April 24th, they warned about using the drugs outside of hospitals and clinical trials and literally took it off the market. In fact, there was all sorts of fake news. Horse pills? Who's taking horse pills? You shouldn't go to the pet store to get hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> the system said its studies ultimately determined that hydroxychloroquine was not an effective treatment for COVID-19. And we've since found out that it is actually pretty amazing. But this is all to get you to the vax. And to the vax, many a person has gone. And to the vax, this has been the results, at least across the pond, where they're willing to talk about it. On Sunday, mountain biker Rab Wardell won the Scottish cross-country championship, the national championship. On Monday, the champ went on BBC Scotland to talk about his victory. Talk me through it then. How do you contend with three punctures in a race like this and go on to lift oh. the gold medal? Unfortunately, I'm a, probably a little bit too too well practiced in managing <laughs> punctures, but uh, no, it was a yeah, it was it was a. Uh, to be honest, it was a bit of a disaster. But no, I just, just had to, to, to keep on trucking and, and keep racing. And I guess still felt confident that I'd be able to, to catch the leaders and, and win. So, yeah, just give them my best shot. So a tremendous come-from-behind win on the Sunday. On the Monday, he's on the BBC talking about it, full of life there. Then he goes home and dies. Headline from the Daily Record, mountain biker Rab Wardell dies just two days after winning Scottish Championship. He went into cardiac arrest on Tuesday morning, less than 48 hours after winning a national championship. His poor, devastated girlfriend, Commonwealth Games and Olympics champion, Katie Archibald, uh, tried to revive him, but she was unable to. As she subsequently tweeted... I still don't understand what's happened. If this is real, why he'd be taken now so healthy and happy. Rab Wardell was 37, which is no age to die. Nothing to see here in cycling and nothing to see here in rugby from the Huddersfield Daily Examiner. Tributes to Halifax rugby player. Ben Ben, who has died suddenly, aged 30. Ben Ben from Siddle died suddenly on Monday, leaving his family and friends completely shocked. The 30-year-old dad played competitive rugby for a host of local league and union teams, including Huddersfield Giants and Bradford Bulls. Nothing to see here in rugby, nothing to see here in cycling, nothing to see here in football. Uh, from the Daily Mirror, quote, Tributes have poured in after the sudden death of West Belfast footballer Molly White. Uh, Molly White was 20 and a rising star in women's football. Uh, nothing to see here in boxing. 
Also from the Belfast Telegraph, a young boxer who passed away suddenly had an infectious smile and kind-hearted nature. His West Belfast club said St. Michael's Boxing Club led tributes to 19-year-old Dominic Oscar after his death last Thursday. Nothing to see here in cycling, rugby, football, boxing, 37 years old, 30 years old, 20 years old, 19. Fit, healthy, in the peak of condition, and dead. But nothing to see here. A few months ago, I thought there might be something to see here in all these sportsmen suddenly dying, and I'm being investigated by Ofcom over it, so I certainly wouldn't want to make that mistake again. Nevertheless, as we've reported, in the Canadian province of Alberta, the leading cause of death is not cancer or dementia, but cause unknown. Uh, death from unknown causes. This was how it's, you see, there were, it was just 500 in 2019. Two years later, it's three and a half thousand. Cause unknown is now spreading to other provinces, including my own native sod, Ontario. On Saturday, Rhea Vernort from Hamilton was jet skiing on Lake Ontario with old friends she hadn't seen since the COVID came along. The friends turned away and then looked back and saw or Ms. Van Oort's body floating in the lake, also sudden death. She was 32 and a paramedic, which I mentioned because it means certain things can be inferred. She leaves a six-year-old daughter. Okay, let's move from the case studies to the big picture. Here is a table from a new report. I expect you're wondering who it's by, some crazy far-right QAnon conspiracy theorist? No, it's the U.S. Society of Actuaries, an actuary for the benefit of you Twitter trolls, is a person who calculates insurance risk. And if you don't do that accurately, you wind up paying out a lot more money than you ever intended to. So let's look at Table 5.7 from the Society of Actuaries showing excess deaths in America broken down by age. Focus on that uh, red bit. Uh, we'll come to that in a minute. At the left-hand side of the table from 2020, the spring and summer of COVID, it's not good. You can see excess deaths of 15 and 16%. Thank goodness all those vaccines came along. Eh? But then look at the third quarter of 2021, twice as many dead 35 to 44-year-olds as there should be. Uh, and actually almost as lousy numbers for those in their late 20s and early 50s. So look at that, excess mortality for 25 to 54-year-olds, young and middle-aged Americans. Anything going on in the third quarter of 2021? Well, that was actually the peak of vaccine mandates in America, uh, where in a variety of occupations, from paramedics uh, to Manhattan waitresses in diners, you had to get jabbed to keep your job. And oddly enough, that coincides with massive excess mortality among people in the prime of life. But altogether now, correlation is not causation. That's the dispositive line there. Okay, we've seen a similar picture in the European Union. Here's the latest report from Eurostat. They're keeping it simple uh, here. The pale yellow is for countries with the lowest excess deaths. Uh, so that's like Hungary, where deaths are actually down 0.3%. Uh, Slovakia, deaths are down 1.9%. Bulgaria, 7.9%. So Bulgaria's got a, the opposite problem for most places. It's got excess life. 
Uh, you'll scan the Bulgar papers in vain for sudden death from cause unknown. Whereas that dark maroon there, those are the worst countries with excess mortality over 15%. Estonia, 16.2%. Spain, 16.7%. Portugal, excess mortality of 23.9%. More dead bodies than usual. Tell you what, just for fun, boys and girls, let's also take a look at vaccination rates in Europe. Uh, this is the uh, rundown of countries. So look at that. The least vaccinated country in Europe is Bulgaria. And they also have the least exotality. Hmm. And the most vaccinated country in Europe is Malta. Which isn't included in the excess mortality stats. So let's go to the second most vaccinated country in Europe, Portugal. And they have the highest excess mortality in Europe. So the lowest country with the lowest vaccination rate has the lowest excess mortality, and the country with the highest vaccination rate has the highest excess mortality. But altogether now, correlation is not causation. There you go, Mark Stein, uh, this time playing all the way through and, uh, you know, I think giving you some uh, good indicators as to vaccination creating some unknown deaths and the highest uh, correlation is uh, there, but you can't make it congruently or uh, causation, as you said, as it is certainly there, folks. Pay attention. Hour two, just for you. Right here at the ABQ, hour one in the books. Back right here up to the top of the hour two. Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk on AM6800KFABQ.com. Now we're two coming at you here from our ABQ on this Friday afternoon. I'm glad to be here with uh, you, and Dowd will be back on Monday. It's been a good week of broadcasting. I've enjoyed myself, but I'll be glad to have uh, Dowd there uh, tippy-tapping on the keyboard. And, uh, of course, you can catch us directly on Roku TV. Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting on Citrus SoundCloud, and Spotify. Don't forget uh, Audible if you'd like, which is where I prefer to go. And you can also app us on our free apps at rockoftalk.tv, where you can see me or see the video of what I just played, or rockoftalk.com, 550-50-500. You can also use your smart code if you go in there and download the app, too. Uh, yeah, everyone knows how to you know get a restaurant. Ridiculous front page article. Uh, I will get to that uh, on the restaurants. It's more part of the disinformation campaign by 4713. And then, you know, M2 Cheese and the Albuquerque Journal. These are all friends of Michelle. Bomb. You know, that's really what they are. Um, let's keep the focus, shall we, uh, here on this uh, Friday afternoon. Uh, some bad news coming out of 538. They are projecting. And what do we know about 538? Not very accurately, but it is a projection. Uh, they have a 65%. Who? The Democrats, the Democrats, the communists have a 65% chance to retain or increase their majority in November's midterm elections. That's according to new modeling that has been established. The model, I'm looking at it right now, Republicans win 35 in 100 out of the deluxe version of their model. It, stimul it simulates 
the election 40,000 times, okay, based upon current polling, to see which party wins the Senate most often. A sample of 100 outcomes gives you an idea of the range of scenarios the model considers possible. Out of those 100 times, out of 40,000 times pushed through, hope you can wrap your mind around that. Republicans win 35 and 100. Democrats win 65 and 100 when it comes to the Senate. So what's the rest of it uh, look like? What's forecasting in, uh, you know, Senate seat by Senate seat? We know which states are the red states, which states are the blue states. It's up in the air in Arizona, which is what I'm paying attention to uh, right now. It seems to be, you know, a toss up. So that's uh, that's the one I'm paying the most attention to. We're also looking at Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, according to uh, 538 Leaning Blue, I'd probably say right now, given uh, but but the polling is a lot closer uh, than that, I should say. If you look at Pennsylvania, they're looking at 76 out of 100 and 24 out of 100 for Oz. So 76 out of 100 for Fetterman, 40, 24 out of 100. This is out of 40,000 runs. Here's interesting. Uh, in Arizona, Blake Masters has 29 in 100 and Mark Kelly has 71 in 100. But they're going to mark it a toss-up because right now they, they're looking at this at a 51-46 clip. Uh, right there. And then, of course, there's Georgia. Is it going to be Herschel? Herschel's got the best chance. He's got 49 and 100 versus Warnock, that corrupt. Remember the guy who uh, basically slapped his wife? I don't know if you guys saw that. And he gets 51 in 100. It's 49.6 to 48.8 in uh, that race, for those of you who are paying attention. And it looks like, I think Ohio, you got J.D. Vance, we hear a lot about, uh, versus Ryan. It looks like us, the Republicans, the good guys, might be able to beat the bad guys and Tim Ryan in Ohio. So we'll see how it all plays out. And uh, the Senate seats, how many Senate seats are expected to each party to win according to 538. Uh, it looks like the Republicans, the highest bar that they can possibly get to is 53. The highest that the Democrats can get to is 54. The highest probability, it looks like the Democrats have a chance, a 14.8 chance, which is their highest at 53. And the Republicans, their highest chances at 51 with 12.3% chance of that. So, you know, this is why we go to the polls. This is, uh, why, I mean, why we go to the votes. Uh, but we also have the polls and we don't trust either. I think that's uh, the long and the short of it. 550, 500. One of the things that we don't trust is certainly our social media. And uh, today, more news as to why we shouldn't be trusting the social media. The FBI was ordered agents not to look at Hunter's laptop. That's according to a new whistleblower claim that was put out in the New York Post, okay? They told agents not to investigate the first son, Hunter Biden's infamous infamous laptop for months. It wasn't the first son at that point. Vowing the Bureau was not going to change the outcome of the election again, according to the claims made public just a couple days ago by Senator Ron Johnson. According to the Senator, individuals with knowledge had told the office that the local FBI leadership had slow walked the laptop investigation after the computer uh, was dropped off here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> that's right, folks. That's where it got dropped off in December of 2019. Johnson, quote, the FBI management is telling employees, quote, unquote, you will not look at that Hunter Biden laptop and promise the Bureau would not alter the 2020 election outcome. Johnson wrote a letter to the DOJ. Well, one of the things you can't trust is all the news media, which is now the social media, because most people get it from there or the TV or pop culture. Well, Zuckerberg, Zuck the Cuck, was on Joe Rogan. Yes, I'm about to air some Joe Rogan here. I'm not a fan, as you know. He says the FBI came to Facebook 
Warning of Russian disinformation. No matter which way they try to but we know that they suppress the Hunter Biden stuff. But this is gonna gonna make you a little angry here. Take a listen, particularly to the last uh, thirty seconds. This runs on for about uh, two minutes here, folks. Uh, very interesting. This is uh, again Joe Rogan, Mark Zuckerberg. How do you guys handle things when they're uh, a big news item that's controversial? Like there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New York yeah, we Post. Yeah, we yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some some folks on our team. and was like, hey, um, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. There was the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. Wow. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of um uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So wow. our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said, you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. What, what we do is we have, um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we, we also use the party fact-checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. And for mm. the, I think it was code five or seven days when the it was basically Democrat. being... Um, Republican. being determined whether it was false. Um, the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it. Oh, you could still consume oh, it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The di distribution, we couldn't make it far and wide. We, we're going to whittle it down just to the own groups and to the insulated uh, portions that are, you know, they're only going to talk amongst themselves. We're not going to spread it and, you know, try to change anything. You know, it's not really, you know, innocuous. The distribution is decreased. In, it, it got shared. It, how does that work? It basically the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less. Ah, so oh. fewer people saw it than would have otherwise. So it they're literally prioritizing the news. If you get your news from Facebook, Zuckerberg is telling you, well, you're not going to see it as much, if at all, because we didn't determine it was important based upon our algorithm. By what percentage? I, I don't know off the top of my head, oh. but it's. Of it's, course it's he meaningful. doesn't know. But I mean, but basically. Wait, 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 wait. A, what do you say? What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? Top my head. But it's, it's, it's meaningful. But I mean, but it's meaningful. What does that mean? Where do you go to school to learn to talk like this? Where you, where you say something that sounds as if it has some level of impact, but it's totally, totally unimpactful, right? <laughs> I'm learning how to talk like them now too. Basically, a, um, a lot of people are still able to share it. We got a lot of complaints that that was the case. Um, you know, obviously this is a hyper political. Describe issue, the quantity so a lot. What is a lot? A meaningful, folks. It was squashed. This is a PR run by Zuckerberg, and it attempts to go ahead and preserve what he has left of a failing. Now have to morph into Meta, failing social media platform. People are going there less and less and less and he's trying to prevent while still to maintain at the very same time maintain this is a guy who's got a company that's worth nearly 600 billion dollars he's willing to go ahead and take it for tank it for his agenda 550 5500 back after a quick break here in the keyboard we'll pick it up there when we return all these social media unfit
Friday night, well, Biden White House triggered the raid on Mar-a-Lago, sending the FBI in there. Here locally, the FBI literally ordered the agents not to look at Hunter's laptop. Dropped off right here in Albuquerque, about five miles of where I'm from. You will not look at that Hunter Biden laptop and promising the Bureau would not alter the 2020 election. Reference to the FBI reopening the investigation of Hillary Clinton's private email server. The memo show White House Deputy Counsel Jonathan Sue was engaged in conversations with the FBI, the DOJ, the National Archives, as early as April of this year to go after Trump. Shortly after 15 boxes of classified and other materials were voluntarily returned to the Federal Historical Agency from Trump's Florida home. Yes, it's already there. We're still going to go after him. They waited for him to get stronger and stronger. We're going to strike at the right time. They conveyed to the archives that president, as I told you, in May, they were cooperating. They were fine. And Joe Biden stated, I would not object to the waiving of his claims of executive privilege, a decision that opened the door for the DOJ to get involved, get a grand jury, issue a subpoena, Compelling Trump to turn over any remaining materials he possessed from his presidency, despite the fact that they could have just asked them for it. Can't trust the FBI. Can't trust the White House. Can't trust social media. Zuckerberg is telling you why. Let's pick it up where we left off as he is explaining to Joe Rogan, how much did you suppress it? Well, the FBI, he's literally telling you the FBI came to him. Well, we, 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 we've, we, we, we need to talk to you. We need to talk to you about something. So the FBI can talk to the White House. The FBI can go after Mar-a-Lago. And I guess the FBI can work with Facebook. What's the common thread in all this? The FBI. During the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New York yeah, we Post. have to. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us. What? The FBI came to Facebook. You still want to keep your Facebook account? Hey, everybody, the FBI came to us. Uh, I don't know. We got to look into this. The FBI wants to know about your Facebook, Facebook password, like, dislikes, messaging, I know, pictures, videos, what you're doing, how long you're on. We want to take a complete survey for what? They just came to us. They just visited us. Did they issue a warrant? No, 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 though. They didn't issue a warrant. They some folks on our team. It was like, hey, um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was hey, hi, 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 everybody. Uh, I'm from the FBI. I uh, just want to let you guys know you got to guys, you guys got to be on high alert here. Okay, high alert. The other bad man might get back into the White House again for a second term. We we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. Oh, here we go. The FBI is getting involved in the election. This serves as notice, FBI. Zuckerberg is literally testifying by way of Joe Rogan's radio, excuse me, podcasting program, showing how the FBI steered an election. 
we have it on notice that basically there's about to be is notice a legal term i didn't hear warrant i'm still waiting for warrant warrant i warrant notice warrant nope i'm not hearing it some kind of dump of of um uh of, that's similar to tranche right don't you guys use tranche so just be vigilant so oh be vigilant in fact just start banning people suppressing compressing you know oppressing whatever we need to do we need to not have donald trump run the fbi or this country says the fbi our protocol is different from twitter's what twitter did is they said you can't share this at all dorsey's like oh yeah let me bend over for you fbi oh yeah yeah that's great oh yeah whatever you need guys hey <laughs> he's about to lose to i told you yesterday i wrapped up the program i'll get to, to that once again talking about how Dorsey's done. He's not going to be getting his money, but I digress. We didn't do that. What we do is we have, um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we- Potentially. Was it misinformation? Could you verify if it was misinformation? Oh, you know what? It's misinformation, says the FBI. Also, it's third-party fact-checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. And for the, I think it was- five or seven days when it was basically being um, being determined whether it was false. Um, the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people... What was false? Did you miss that? I missed it. Let's play it again. What exactly was false? What is he referencing? What could he be referencing? Oh, the Hunter Biden laptop information was false. Let's go back. The FBI ordered agents not to look at Hunter's laptop. It's false. I, whatever you see on there, it's false. Please don't look at it. Mark Zuckerberg, please don't look at this information. Make sure you tell them to be vigilant. Let them know we need to suppress it wherever we possibly can. They're literally telling you, like, this is, this is what they do in Soviet Union, in Cuba, in North Korea. Um, misinformation, important misinformation. We we also have this third party fact checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. And uh, that's exactly what you're doing. You're deciding. You're you're being vigilant. You're deciding exactly what's true and what's false. I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being um, being determined whether it was false. Um, now that's a very interesting slide. I think it was five or seven days when it was being determined. He didn't say when it was determined that it was false. That gives him a lot of room. It gives him an out and it gives the FBI an out here. Well, listen how careful and intelligent uh, Zuckerberg answers this. Uh, but he's already stepped in it. I mean, some attorney, if he's loaded for bear, could file beyond this for discovery for the 2020 election. But no, we're, we're on our heels. We're getting our asses kicked. We, we're, we're taking, our attorneys are getting totally rolled. Uh, the, the Republicans are all fighting with each other. Yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna hold the line. The distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it. You this could... is exactly what Donald Trump got accused of. And they saying that he was using the algorithms in 2016. Now they're literally telling you that they did it in 2020. Amazing. The very thing that they accused Donald Trump of using Facebook for of the 2016 is what Zuckerberg and Facebook did, who's a big donor to the Democrats, the Democrats, the communists, and working in conjunction with the FBI. Hope you like your, your uh, Facebook account is exactly what they did. Consume it. 
So when um, you say the distribution has decreased, in, it, it got shared. It, how does that work? It basically the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less. So fewer people saw it than would have otherwise. So it definitely by what percentage? I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's 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 meaningful. But I mean, but basically, <laughs> a um, a lot of people were still able to share it. We got a lot of complaints that that was the case. Um, you know, obviously this is a hyper political issue. So depending Ooh. on what side of the political spectrum, you, and you you don't can... play politics, right? It's a hyper political issue. We try to stay above the fray, out of the political contest. We're a we're we're a we're a publisher. We're, I mean, we're a platform. We're not a publisher. Censored enough, we're censored it way too much. But right. but we weren't sort of as black and white about it as as Twitter. We just kind of thought, hey, look, if if the FBI, which you know, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country it's a very professional law enforcement oh yeah very professional showing up and uh you know basically suggesting that there's something you need to pay attention to be vigilant come to us and tell us without a warrant without a warrant by the way without a warrant i i I love the qualification here this is beautiful view as a legitimate institution in this country it's a very professional law enforcement they come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about something then I want to take that seriously. Did they specifically Absolutely. say you need to be on guard about that story? I, I no, I, I don't oh. remember if it was that specifically. But <laughs> no, it was, and it I don't remember. Oh, when something like that go, turns out to be real, is there regret for not having it evenly distributed and for throttling the distribution of that story? What do you mean evenly distributed? I mean evenly in that it's not suppressed. It's not. Said, yeah, some, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it sucks. Has has Zuckerberg been deposed one too many times? The guy's an expert witness. What do you mean evenly distributed? I mean, uh, evenly in that it's not suppressed. It's not. Said, yeah, some... yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. because, I mean, it turned out after the fact, I mean, the fact checkers looked into it. No one was able to say it was false. Right. So so basically it had this period where it was getting less distribution. Here it is. Um. So, yeah. He I mean, just I, I, admitted I th- it. When he said, well, no one was able to determine if it was false and it sucks and we had to do it. Was he forced by the FBI to suppress the information? I take back to you, FBI brass warned agents off Hunter Biden laptop due to 2020 election. Do not, you will not look at that Hunter Biden laptop. You will not look at any information in regards to anything called a Hunter Biden laptop. I think like, I, I think it probably, it sucks though. I think in the same way, that probably having to go through like a criminal trial, but being proven innocent in the end sucks. Like it still sucks to have have like that you had to go through a criminal trial, but at the end you're free. Um, so it's I I don't know if the answer would have been don't do anything or don't have any process. I think the process was pretty reasonable. You know, it's we still let people <laughs> yeah. share it. We'll do but what the government obviously tells you don't us. Want situations like that. Well, it's certainly much more reasonable than Twitter stance. And it's probably also the case of armchair quarterbacking, right? Or at least Monday Not morning. Reasonable. Don't rationalize so, his, his force. In the moment, you had reason to believe oh, based on the FBI reason talking to, believe to you is that enough it wasn't for me to real. go ahead and, and squash that there was a, going a to be some propaganda. So what do you do? Yeah. And then what if you, you just let what it do you get do? out there and what if it changes the election and it turns out to be bullshit? Oh, whoa, whoa, there we go. There we go, way to go. Back after a quick break here, we'll uh, get the final take on that one. Go on, go on, just walk away. Go on, go on, you 
very roundabout way through the course of four minutes and he let Zuckerberg talk but you know Rogan sort of assists oh what else could you possibly do here well you had no other route you had to do what we do you have any regrets well yeah it sucks it's terrible it's like oh we had to go ahead and be unfair to Donald Trump because he didn't really deserve it but you know the FBI showed up and when they showed up they essentially told us that uh be vigilant use your best judgment we don't need what happened in 2016 to happen in 2020 I mean, this is all Zuckerberg's words. Censoring the Hunter Biden laptop story. What's censorship? Anytime you suppress, suppress, move it out of the way, lower it and rank, that's, that, that's censorship. They asked him to restrict misinformation. It's not misinformation. In fact, that was exactly what he said at the very end. I dumped it, but I had to. Bad words. Joe Rogan, foul mouth. Come on, Joe Rogan, clean it up. The FBI warned Facebook of a Russia propaganda dump just before the Hunter Biden laptop story broke. The FBI ordering the agents themselves, right? Right from the very beginning. FBI management in Albuquerque telling employees, you will not look at that Hunter Biden laptop. The Bureau would not alter the 2020 election outcome. Don't look at it. Don't look at you. You might get excited about Hunter Biden's. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody know why it got turned in here in Albuquerque? Does anybody know? Oh, a nice little company called BGK, Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, you know, all those people who are involved with the largest commercial real estate uh, <clears throat> holder here in the city of Albuquerque. But that's a story for another day. The same FBI that also along with Joe Biden, triggered the raid on Mar-a-Lago and tried to hold all that in. House Deputy Counsel Jonathan Sue engaged in conversations with FBI, DOJ, and the National Archives as early as April. That's after the 15 boxes of classified materials were voluntarily returned to the Federal Historical Agency at the Mar-a-Lago, at Trump's Florida home, from Trump, Trump's Florida home. They were in cooperation, but they invaded anyway. Election censorship. Can we trust the midterm elections? The same agency that suppressed 2020, that didn't do what it needed to do to keep Hillary in, in, in power in 2016, is trying to do it again for the midterm elections in 2022. Who's in charge of monitoring the ballot boxes? Is it law enforcement? The FBI? Does anybody remember going to the Albuquerque Journal? The FBI is going to be involved monitoring the election. Does anybody trust the FBI to monitor the election after hearing about this? Like, uh, Zuckerberg's a normal person, right? And by normal, we say not a government agency, you know, not really involved with any of these other people from, from our standpoint. He's probably not very normal at all, of course. But I mean, you know, you could see him like a normal citizen. Let's take this a step further. Back in October of 2020, a Facebook official who said the platform was reducing distribution of the Hunter Biden story worked for the Democrats. 
Andy Stone stated that the site is reducing the distribution of a New York Post expose revealing private emails between Hunter Biden and advisor to the Ukrainian gas company Burisma. Remember, we're all sitting there and watching that. While I will intentionally not link to the New York Post, I want to be clear that this story is eligible to be fact-checked by Facebook third-party fact-checking partners. We just heard Zuckerberg talk all about it. We, we, we're not going to do it. We have uh, software, third-party software. We're reducing its distribution on our platform. The Facebook communications director worked for Facebook for more than six and a half years at the time. But guess what else he did? He was the comms director for the House Majority Pact between 2012 and 2014 for the Democrats. Press secretary for the Democratic California Senator Barbara Boxer between 2011 and 2012. And press secretary for the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, uh, a.k.a. DCCC, the one that Ben Ray Lujan shared, between 2009 and 2011, according to his LinkedIn profile. So I guess the federal government can essentially dictate to social media what it wants to go ahead and suppress and increase, right? Here's who we want to win the election. Like the government is telling you who should win the election, who should control the government. Twitter, Facebook, Google, I don't know, probably TikTok now, although I do see the stuff I want to see. Glenn Greenwald in February of 21 exposed this. He's legitimate. He's going through some things. You might remember when we tried to, you know, start our own social media app, the Parlor app, right? Democrats pressured Silicon Valley companies to censor content that they dislike. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Rokana used their social media platforms to insist that Silicon Valley monopolies remove Parlor from their app stores and hosting services, including Amazon Web Services or AWS. Don't get that information out there. We're going to go make sure that you have to go and find a different platform entirely. And what do we got today? We got pot calling the kettle black. Who's the fascist? Does anybody know what fascism is? It's the cooperation between government and corporations. Google, Apple, Amazon. Cooperating with... FBI, CIA, DOJ, to do what? To control how the elections come out. Do you see how this works? And it's all there. Right from his lips to your ears right here in the Kiva. Biden's calling us semi-fascists. Do you know what a fascist is? That's what they do, not what we do. Classic projection. Hey, hey look, 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 look at those guys over there. Why is Joe Biden talking about Donald Trump right now? Because they know that they committed a crime. They know that they stole the election. They know what we know that has yet to come out and legitimized by the only real news agencies that are out there. CBS, NBC, ABC. Well, you only listen to them, right? They only give you the straight skinny. They're the ones that told us to put on our masks or Everything's going to be okay in one form or another if we decide to go into, oh, you know, it's not a recession. We're reclassifying that. I mean, what do we happen to believe from these things anymore? Folks, we're losing our country right here in front of us. If you accept any of their BS, it's all bogus. Even Zuckerberg feels bad about doing it. Oh, that's okay. I've got billions upon billions of dollars. 
these are my friends. I got to protect them. I got to everyone's passwords. Every and by the way, if the FBI wants to visit me, I'm going to give everybody every single thing if they give me enough reason. No, they don't even need to give me enough reason. In fact, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to decide all of a sudden because they came in here and gave us the opportunity to go ahead and and talk about this by virtue of the fact that well we think that there's going to be some disinformation. But that's enough for us to go ahead and suppress what we need to suppress to be visual. I don't need to cover this anymore and beyond this point. Why are we now being called? Why is the White House? Why are the leftists? And this is a political battle. Why are we the ones who are threatening? Why are they, you know, going after our flags? Why are they going after all the things that have stood behind this country? Because they do not. Why they want to get rid of the Constitution? They're writing it in the New York Times, as I told you yesterday. Biden said the MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security, right? Going after Donald Trump. They're a threat to our very democracy. You have ended our democracy because you have taken away our elections. And if we've got the proof, it's all right there. They refuse to accept the will of the people. There was no will. You manufactured about 18.5% more votes that you didn't get. They embrace political violence when you're J6. The only people that were killed that day were Donald Trump supporters, murdered in fact. They don't believe in democracy. This is complete and total gaslighting. And then they set up somebody in when he's giving the speech. You stole the election. Oh, yeah. Carry him out. 100 years from now, they're going to write to this part. They're going to say, that was the time that they could have saved the republic, that they could have saved this country. But we chose. We chose to not stand up. We chose not to speak out. We chose to accept what they told us. We do what they told us. 550-5500, that's 550-5500, all coming together and converging. For what? To get rid of your voice. Very insightful show today. Thanks, Eddie. You're welcome. What an effed up human garbage country this is now. I can see how effed it is with the decontrol and Senate will most likely remain Democrat for lifelong loyalty human garbage. Wow. That's strong. Love in the 80s alternative music all week. Thank you. Can you please mail a candor? I will. M. Tucci's had a drag show. We're going to talk about restaurants when we return. The disgusting, disgusting food. Ugh. They're having a hard time keeping it together. Not looking good. Front page propaganda there. All to try and help Michelle Lujan Grisham retain power. They love their disinformation. What do they say? Lies, damn lies, and statistics. They literally manufactured these statistics on the front page. Shame on you, Albuquerque urinal. Shame on you, 4713. Shame on you, other radio station out there who just wants to go, hey, it's okay. We're not going to tell the people the truth because they're going to give us money. They're going to give us free meals. We can go eat there for free. As long as we say that we're not on board with Eddie Aragon or Donald Trump or any of this other stuff, we can go ahead and jump on board with them. Back after a quick break, we'll talk about restaurants when we return. You better say your prayers A whisper to the wise Thank your lucky stars For coming out tonight 
Nine reasons the Mar-a-Lago raid was justified. Breaking. Then you click it, and it's literally a whole entire thing is redacted. <laughs> number one, the, and. Number two, and Russia. Three, if nuclear, A. Four, two, uh, reason five, but tweet. Six, or seven, uh, all redacted. Then we, uh, eight, so, and the nine is that orange man. <laughs> Perfect, right? They redacted their reasons for actually uh, doing it all together. DOJ redacting the reasons for redacting the info in Mar-a-Lago raid. How do you trust these guys? How do you trust them? They got you dead to rights. We're using force men. We're going to tar and feather you, and we're going to go ahead and make an example out of you. We've got the power of the media. We've got our friends. We've got money. We've got corrupt institutions. No, we're not corrupt. We're legitimate. Don't you know? Canceling student debt will not raise inflation. Say the people who told you inflation would not be transitory and the very same people who told you two negative quarters of growth, of no growth, is not a recession. How do you believe anything these guys say? Are you married to any of these people? Do you know any of these people? Seriously. How could, why would you? If you're so willing to, like, believe this crap, Student loan forgiveness is not meant to have you borrow more. Coming from the Washington Post, Biden student debt forgiveness expectations. They're all there thanking Joe Biden. Oh, Joe, we would love to party with Hunter. In fact, we party with like Hunter. If, if Hunter was able to get, get it right now, I think he'd be out there with monkeypox. Michelle Lohan Grisham's got, she tests positive front page news of, Oh, she's got COVID-19. Why isn't the article as to uh, why she shouldn't have gotten COVID-19 because she was, you know, triple vaxxed and quadruple boosted and stays away from everyone. Literally, people stay away from her. I mean, she's like the last person that would get COVID. Nobody wants to be around her. Manny is uh, working in Albuquerque all day. He has to travel up north just to get a kiss. God, Marnie, uh, Manny, you're so hard up. Why you have to do it so hard now? Uh, okay, M2 Cheese, part of the propaganda machine of Michelle Lujan Grisham right there. They're running the front page, running their interference. Uh, I got thrown out of M2 Cheese. They were not happy that I was a Trump supporter. True story. Have people who vouch for me. In fact, I'm texting with one right now. Do it. Do it. Go ahead. Despite downtrodden feeling, recovery is evident. Oh, really? Because you see a woman carrying a plate of food and uh, John Haas, president and founding partner of M2G's restaurant, says he thinks the industry is going in the right direction. Well, what else could it go? It couldn't go further down. See, that's what this whole entire thing is. This is about what direction and movement is. Are we trending upwards? And see, it's improving in COVID and we've gone through some difficult times. I like it when someone comes to you, well, because COVID, like, you're an idiot. You're a total idiot. Get out of my face. I don't want to talk to you. Has the New Mexico restaurant scene recovered? Alania Mersinger. It depends on who you ask. 
By the way, uh, full disclosure, M2G, not a member of the New Mexico restaurant industry. They didn't like the way that she attacked that the New Mexico restaurant industry went after Michelle Lujan Grisham. I don't think they really went after Michelle Lujan Grisham. They were just trying to keep the doors open for restaurants. Had an opportunity to converse with people who were familiar with the matter based upon gross receipts tax. There are 1,100 less restaurants that are reporting gross receipts tax. See, the perception is here, this is why this is lies, 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 damn lies, and statistics. There's a little bit of a infographic, right, for the low information. Oh, hey, it's not so bad after all. I know our uh, 12 restaurants that we used to go, uh, eight of them are out, but hey, it looks like by the numbers... 73,800 number of food services job in New Mexico in 2019. We have more now. Number of food services job in New Mexico. Look, we've actually grown. Great job, Michelle Lujan Grisham. That's from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Does it talk about how they reclassified tourism jobs? Does it talk about how uh, we got to fudge the numbers? See what we did there? We got to fudge it. Got to create our own reality. No. I don't think it worked that way. Then they believe it. Then if you disagree with them, they're going to come after you. How dare you disagree with me? It's in the numbers. The BLS. The BS. Number of restaurant permits in New Mexico in 2019, 9,350. Number of restaurant permits in New Mexico in 2022, 9,700. Okay. Take a closer look. Are there truly more restaurant permits? There are. There's a reason why both in the state of New Mexico and the city of Albuquerque. Restaurants are now forced to get multiple permits at a clip of $800 to $1,000 a piece for the cocktail area, for the restaurant area, for the bar area, for the outdoor area. They got to have permits. You got to have different permits. We got permits. You used to just have one permit for the restaurant. No, now you have three permits, four permits. Well, of course, there's going to be more permits. And if you reclassify the employees and you say, well, they're no longer part of the tourism. They're now actually engaged in food industry because they serve food at a tourist spot. That's how you do it. Fudge the numbers. Cheat. Lie. Here it is. Here's the. Jonah Lewis portions out pizza dough at M. Tucci's Bar Roma. M. Tucci's has four locations around the city. One was just opened this year. Business is booming. Well, not everyone has this deep pockets. In fact, if you look at some of these businesses, they're barely holding it together. In fact, I believe that some of these very same people are having to do different things just to kind of keep the doors open because they're not really parting with the money and the margins are kind of small in restaurants and they're investing. Guadalupe Paredes preps food in the kitchen at M. Tucci's. He's keeping the Latinos employed. They're really good. They're for the people. Numbers don't lie. And an emote new report released by the New Mexico Restaurant Association proves Governor Lujan Grisham has badly damaged the state's important restaurant industry and the latest vestige of the governor's incompetence and ruthless action against New Mexico's small business. I guess it's reminder time. I have to go and stand up for the restaurants now. Got to get away from this, got to get away from that. Ask yourself some basic questions. Usually, trust your gut. What do you know? We see you, we see you, we see you at, and we see you on the airports. 
We're coming after you. If you don't quarantine for 14 days, this is not responsible. Michelle Lujan Grisham, you just came back from Colorado. You didn't quarantine for 14 days? That's just not responsible. She is the one that's directly responsible for the shutdowns here in New Mexico. There's 1,100 less restaurants, at least. Okay? Think about that. That's at least a 20% clip, one in five, okay? That's based upon gross receipts tax. The permits, all this information is misleading. It's her attitude or her righteous indignation in all of this that has led us to this point. And now she's trying to control the information by way of her friends and buddies and uh, the misinformation. Hey, go do an article in the Albuquerque Journal. Let them know that the restaurants are returning just in time and we're going to plant all this stuff. And uh, meanwhile, M. Tucci is going to advertise here and advertise there and we're all going to keep the, you know, it's very positive because we hate Republicans. We hate those people, right? Isn't that what it's all about? The Mexicans are traveling out of state. They are not adhering to 14-day court. You're not supposed to be going out. Why are you going out of state? Vacations family gatherings, unnecessary, unrequired business travel. I can see you at the airport. Oh! I can see it on Facebook. Whoa! Our modelers. Yeah, you got the FBI on Facebook and Zuckerberg. You got it all. Yeah. Folks who look at that aggregate data, we know. I love that part where she turns to the side. She's like, we got ready for this point. They told me to say all this stuff and it would be like a big explosion. And then I would tell everybody because I was keeping them safe. She looks to the side. She's like, who's with me? Who's with me, everybody? Look, 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 look at me. I can see it on Facebook. Our modelers and folks who look at that aggregate data, we know about it, and we can see it now showing up in contact tracing. Oh, we are tracing your phones. You need to sign up for that vaccine New Mexico. Make sure you get for the contact tracing. We know whether or not you've downloaded it. You are taking that virus to other places. You are bringing that virus back. You're being unfair to New Mexico's economy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are. Worse. Worse. You're putting New Mexicans in the hospital, and some of them are losing their lives. Yeah, well, uh, stop remdesivirating them and venting them. Stop remventing them. Folks, I don't need to tell you. Trust your gut. Are your favorite restaurants open? Are they able to perform at the clip and the rate? Are Are you believing in this stuff? We know the answers to all this. We have it. Anybody would be better than the Democrats and this woman back there for another four years. She's coming after me. She's in. I see you, Eddie, on the radio. I see you on, on TV. We're coming after you, Eddie. I see what you did there. You, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, I, I thought you were helping us. What, what, what is it? Wait. Aren't you controlled opposition for the Republicans or something? Oh, yeah, I'm so glad you were here because Manny really was going to beat Tim Keller. (laughs) Hour three, you and me here in the Kiva when we return. Great, it starts 
on needs, dummy, serve your own needs, beat it up a notch, speak, grunt, no street, the ladder starts to clatter with fear, fight down, high wire in a fire, representing seven games in the government for hire in a combat site, let the West are coming in a hurry with the furies breathing down your head. Team, my team, reporters, battle, Trump, tear the crop, look at that, no plane, fine, death, uh-oh, overflow, population, common food, but it'll do, save yourself, serve yourself, world, serve its own needs, listen to your heart, breathe, dummy, with the retro and the reverend and the right, right, you Six oh six in the five oh five with more four one one here for a Friday afternoon. I am in Eric on the Rock of Talk. I am Sikander Kiavier. If you get it, FMRockoTalk.com, reading the Albuquerque Journal here. Don't forget, you can go ahead and catch us on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And, of course, you can find us on our free apps at RockoTalk.tv, RockoTalk.com. There's the uh, cannabis licenses, top 1,000 in Mexico, 1,027. Uh, 292 licenses were issued to retail businesses, 188 to producers, 91 to manufacturers, the three main license types uh, overall. We undid the alcohol monopoly, and now we've created a super monopoly. Six businesses controlling the market, says Senator Joseph Cervantes, the big Democrat, Chilohan Grisham hated him. And, uh, yeah, so that's what's going on. New Mexico, unlike other states where cannabis is legalized, either recreational or medically, allows for multiple premises to be attached to a license. We're very creative, very, very creative. We like to grow business and get those big numbers out there. They're celebrating. Viva marijuana! 40, 40 million! Man, we love to smoke the mota! So, there you go. We like to get drunk. We like to get high. Because we get high, we like to do all that stuff. And the state is going nowhere. It's going too hot. Yep. You knew that was coming. So, yeah. You could do talk radio. Just like me, I'm sure, right? Yep. <laughs> 550, a 50, a 500. That's 550, 50, Let me... Read your text to kick off hour three. I'll take your calls, I think. Yeah, if you want to call in and you don't have to keep me company. I've got people who are texting me and all that kind of stuff. Um, another opportunity to help with election integrity, I guess. Below, find the sheriff's letter to preserve the 2020 election records plus easy to follow instructions. If you feel compelled to participate, please do so. 2020 New Mexico election records are being destroyed on the 3rd of September. There it is. So. That's coming from the New Mexico County Sheriff's, New Mexico Sheriff's Association. And uh, they have a letter that I'm looking at here. And uh, I don't know, get involved, you know, get your, get the word out on that stuff. I'll be busy doing other things, but whatever. They only took down my tower for a contested election. Um, <clears throat> the picture of youth, free education for all. For that to happen, imagine their taxes when they have part-time jobs or permanent income. The tax is going to be the sacrifice of their soul. That's the tax. If you're willing to sacrifice everything, swear allegiance to the Democrat Party and uh, do whatever the state tells you to do, they'll take that in lieu of uh, <coughs> compliance. We'll force you. Lies, lies, and awful lies. Affidavit for F FBI Mar-a-Lago raid released heavily redacted. Over a quarter of pages fully blacked out. National security not cited anywhere. A journey on the disinformation. The problem is much worse, according to the New York Times, yeah, on politics. Misinformation fever swamps 
Fake news has gone from a hot buzzword popularized during the 2016 presidential campaign to an ever-present phenomenon known more formally as misinformation or disinformation. Oh, that's from the New York Times. Yeah, all the news that's not fit to print. You're awesome. Uh, let's see. Las Vegas football game pass. I'm not sure what that's about. Oh, yes, absolutely. All right. <clears throat> More stuff coming in. Uh, can't download it. Powell's comments fuel a thousand point market route. Yes, they did. Uh, war room with Steve Bannon next to war room with Owen Troy. I guess they both have, Brian was right. Two war rooms. There it is. Didn't know. Stephen Hoffenberg, Epstein mentor and one-time New York Post manager, found dead. Dead. Let's see. Uh, FBI's D.C. office now run by same agent who led a Whitmer kidnapping hoax. What else is new? Do people under 30 died above normal rates four weeks after mRNA injections? I already told you. You got the information. Mark Stein. We destroyed the technology to go back to the moon. <laughs> What are the Van Allen radiation belts? All right there. There you go. Good, good one. You guys are New Mexico slave. I, oh, I got a new a new logo coming up. New Mexico slave. Are you a slave to marijuana? Are you a slave to poor educational outcomes? Are you a slave to the Democrat Party? Are you a slave to Michelle Lujan Grisham? Are you kidding me? This is such BS. $15 an hour at gas station to fried chicken. Only one worker cannot keep employees starving when I go on my mail route. The story of my life. Pizza and I, Montgomery and Louisiana close. Can't find any workers. Ortegas on Wyoming and Comanche close. Ortegas! She put us out of business. No MLG. See those uh, signs everywhere. That really works. Closed. Salt yard next to Monroe's. Closed. I don't know sooner. The salt yard. Salt yard, the assault yard, assault yard. That's what they called it. Close. Can't find people. Eddie, do you receive a PM energy report every month? I do. And I've never asked them to keep tabs on how much more I spent on energy than energy efficient homes. Why are they telling me this? Who wrote the energy Bible that tells me of my electrical sins? Oh, yeah. Folks, it, it might be time to leave for some of you. This might be the, the jumping off point come November. You're like, I'm out. Hey, <laughs> they didn't go after the big guy. They didn't go after Biden's crack, crackhead son. Crackhead. Smoking the crack. They didn't go after Pelosi for insider trading. They didn't go after the Clintons. They didn't go after Epstein. They went after the one man who promised to expose them all. Yes, they did. 550, 5500. Quick call. You got two minutes. Go ahead, caller. Hi, let me turn this radio down here. Hold on. Anyway, I was calling about this Blake Masters over in Arizona. Okay. And what it is, Trump screwed up. You got a, you got a minute and a half. Okay, he screwed up. There was a guy, Mark Brnovich, the Attorney General. Okay, that was a, that was the guy. No, he goes oh. in and picks Blake Masters. Okay, all right. And he cost himself a seat there. And hopefully he didn't cost himself a seat with J.D. Vance because there was a much better guy in the Ohio primary than him. But. Well, J.D.'s up by 80-20, uh, bud. So, uh, you know what? We're going to take anybody with our next to their name. Well, then, yeah, he'll win that one. So, anyway, that's all I had to say. But the Arizona Blake Masters is going to be a disaster. I mean, look, I'm even getting having to get behind Dr. Oz. 
Yeah, I'm not I mean, thrilled with him either. Okay, so uh, right now we're picking from the bottom of the bin. Well, remember you know, one. We remember got, this, we Eddie. We gotta go. We gotta go with what we've got right now. Right. Always the remember Repu- the problem with the Republican Party. Look, you know why the Republican Party can't can't get its head out of its ass in the state of New Mexico because they can't unite behind the one guy, me. That's the problem. Behind yes. the one guy, me, yep. who's going to speak truth to power, who can take these guys out in a debate and fundraise. I didn't even try to raise a dollar, and I got one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the mayoral. You know, they can't do it because they're too prideful. They think they know best, and they don't want some giant Hispanic man coming in who's more intelligent to them, who can communicate across lines, who's been a former Democrat, who knows the other side, who can whip these people into submission. No, they don't want to do that. They just want to try to do whatever they possibly can to take him down, and they won't be able to unite behind anybody else. That's what happened to me. I do not want that to happen to Mark Ronchetti. It would be a travesty at this point to continue with another four years of Michelle Lujan Grisham. This is the problem. So you you get what you get. You you get what you get. So you, you, you get masters, you get whatever, they, Dr. Oz, who cares at this point? We just need a win. So we'll leave it there. All right, back after a quick break uh, here in the Kiva. AM 1600 KIV, com. Rockoftalk.com. Well, um, I've been looking for the police blotter, and all I have is the best stuff that's there. So I don't know if we're going to be able to uh, <clears throat> get to the Española police blotter. They have the archives right there. If you want to go back to the history of uh, police blotting and Española, <laughs> uh, they arrested the guy that shot the man in the face at Lauterberger. There's another ugly. Uh, a lot of burger employees shot and killed. Manhunt underway. Man turns himself in day after shooting. You got to see the tats on that guy. More details emerge in the lot of burger shooting. A lot of burger. A lot of burgers. I'll take an Itza burger with cheese. Don't fry it too hard. No. Caller, you are in the queue. Go ahead. <laughs> well, it appears the FBI and DOJ have just sucked all the validity out of their agencies with this. Affidavit release, and it looks like black lines matter. Oh, look at you! Look at you! Look at how look how clever you are! Wow, hey. you should you should write for a local radio show or something like that. I think that'd be great. Black lines matter. We're gonna name yeah. we're gonna name this show off that. Just a tip of the hat to you. You're working hard, Dave. What's going on? Not a heck of a lot. Farm stuff and all that, but. Ran into a gentleman today at one of the big box stores, and he was actually on the horn trying to have a discussion with the elected people up in uh, the roundhouse. And once he was able to vent a little bit, he tried calling other offices, and I guess they put him on the block list. We had a rather interesting conversation. He's been doing his research 
on a computer from paper and all that stuff. And as well as like I've been doing my research online and everything and trying to spread words about the dangers of the jab. Yeah, well, I mean, you got enough. I just present the show, and um, you could just present the show as is, and you're good enough. Mark Stein and all the rest of that. I mean, how do we trust any of these people? It's pretty, pretty crazy. But hey, you know what? It's kind of uh, where we live. Have you enjoyed this week's shows? Do you, en- do you enjoy them? Did your did your brain explode? Too much, too much info. No, there was never too much info. There were a few times I wanted to call in, but I was like, you know what? He's moving too fast. Oh, what I've got right. to say is probably a little <laughs> irrelevant by me. Okay. Uh, anything else? So, no, not really. That was pretty yeah. much it's the, the affidavit. You know, they've sucked the energy out of the room for themselves. The Democrats are basically shooting themselves in the foot with a howitzer. Mm-hmm. Emily apparently was sent uh, several letters describing all the facts that we know. Even the stuff that we've learned from uh, the Liberty Lovers and all that stuff. And the guy got a hold of the secretary and she said, no, she's not going to read it. They had all the stats and the facts that we know. I even forwarded a, uh, a video to Nat and Jaybird and said, if you got, you know, if you have a chance, forward it on to uh, Eddie. It is two hours long. It was sent to us by our. Uh, yeah, there's a chance you know, of me ever ever looking at that are less than zero sorry um yeah that's okay I, i'll let you come and uh, give me the cliff notes give our readers the cliff notes and if they feel moved then you know we can figure out a way to get it out there but yeah i gotta move through a lot of stuff on a four to seven different than an afternoon call-in show on a saturday so it's a right. it, different, yeah. different pace uh, if you will so um, well, I kind, of, I kind of figure you don't have the patience. I mean, I screened it myself. Oh, whoa, it's whoa, whoa. That, that's not insulting. That's not insulting, Dave. Uh, I have plenty of patience. I read a lot, and uh, I just don't have the time to focus on that. So, you know, exactly. It's like, it's like prioritization of, of things. Uh, anything else? What do you got? What are you going to head to one of the, the the local haunts out in Valencia County this, this weekend? No, it's more or less uh, more farm work. There's corn, there's tomatoes, there's other stuff. Yeah, there is. You know. I got so many STDs. Even the doctors are looking at wow, me like sideways. Wow, wow! I didn't need that. Uh, but we'll stay away from that monkey pox. Did you see the corn kid? Have you watched the corn kid? He's got this whole thing on uh, on TikTok. I know you're not on TikTok, but yeah, that's this yeah. guy's getting uh, paid massive amounts of money for you know what he does. Crazy. Anyway, right. all right, yeah. you have a good weekend, sir. I appreciate you calling in. 550-5500. Dave's been wanting to call in all week. Yeah, that P&M Energy report, Eddie. Uh, snitching my energy usage really pisses me off, too. Aren't you the energy company? Shouldn't you be making more? That's right. You're not allowed to do that with the new religion of climate change. No, they're introducing the climate change religion, by the way. We're a third world nation, don't you know? You have to do less, with, do with less, don't you know? It's not good. It's not good. Oh, let's take a look at this. No, I'm not seeing the uh, thing. I'm not seeing the uh, Espa blotter. No, I can't see it. Open your eyes. Abra los ojos, man. Right. Um, <clears throat> let's see. This week, the uh, Albuquerque uh, Muslim community seeking answers after the killing. They were seeking answers. Well, they found them inside their own community. Uh, Lee's Kaplan writes. You, you almost feel like you know you get the violin playing the, the muslim community apparently is digging their own graves uh literally uh in, in the picture I, I, 
Once you want to go, do they not trust the uh, sunset memorials? I mean, the homeless people do. You would anticipate the, the Muslim community gathered August 5th to bury Aftab Hussein and Muhammad Afsal Hussein. Very sad, right? Yeah. Two men were shot to death less than a week apart in spat of killings that shook the city. Uh, shook the Muslim community. Like, we're all like, yeah, it, it's got to be a Muslim. It's, you're taking out four Muslims. It's only going to be a Muslim. We're a peaceful community. This is not what we expect to see. Notice they just, pss, silence! I kill you! Yeah, they were done. I have to see you face-to-face to show you the way he did it, just like the Simplified. He says, you don't tell me what to do. Wait for me. I'll get my luggage, says Mazin Kadim, former case manager for Lutheran Family Services, recalled. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm not trying to do anything to offend you. I'm trying to serve you, actually. Mohammed Saeed, 51, primary suspect in the brutal ambush-style fatal shootings. A four Muslim men now been charged in three. Three. Right, that came out uh, this week. Suspect charged in the third slaying. Which of those slayings was he charged in? He looks like such a peaceful man. Didn't speak any English. Got uh, all the help of the Human Services Department. 62-year-old Mohammed Al-Mahdi, a fourth Muslim, Saeed is suspected of killing. Okay. They're continuing their investigation. How does that work? How's that all going? Who's translating? What clues? Is he leading you down this? I mean, he's at this point he's been charged with three. I mean, I don't know what he gets for, for doing that. <clears throat> I'm not trying to make light of the situation, folks. It's a it's a serious thing. But it was within their community. They didn't need to look to the community like their leaders did, like Michelle Lujan Grisham, like Melanie Stansberry. How to hate Islamophobia and support Salman Rushdie. The stabbing of Salman Rushdie by an open supporter of the Islamic Republic of Iran, Iran, who ingenuously explained that he attacked the famed writer because he assaulted Islam, has put much of the leftist intelligentsia in the West in a tough position. For years, they've been insisting that any criticism of Islam, including any opposition to jihad violence and Islamophobic, even to stand against the Sharia oppression of women, is to manifest white savior complex. Yet now the world's most renowned insulter of Islam has been critically injured for it. How can a good leftist stand with Rushdie and yet maintain his or her credentials as a staunch foe of Islamophobia? The New, York, the New Yorker has come to the rescue. Adam Goldnick declares that the attack on Rushdie was triply horrific to contemplate because it's of sheer brutality and cruelty. They're not capable of this type of thing. No, those weren't those weren't Islamists that you know took out three thousand plus people at World Trade Center. Never forget. Yeah, we forgot. As well as in the madness of its meaning and reminder of the power of religious fanaticism to move people, and because it had been seen to those who knew him that the fatwa had faded in significance. And threat. Oh, okay, you're bringing me. You're bringing me money because you purchased something. He got how many? Oh, he wants to buy it. Okay, that's fine. Just put the money there. Thank you for asking permission. See, those kids have never been spanked in their life. Of course, Rushdie should have been equally invulnerable to persecution that he had written an actual anti-Muslim or an anti-Christian diatribe, but as it happens, he hadn't. 
But despite the fact that he has made his point, Gopnik continues to go out of his way to emphasize that neither Rushdie nor the satanic verses are anti-Islam. New York article then invokes Syed Mohammed Marandi, a figure involved in the U.S.-Iran nuclear negotiations, who announced on Twitter that he won't be shedding tears for a writer who spouts endless hatred and contempt for Muslims and Islam. I sure hope I don't get stabbed on stage. Of course, Rushdie did no such thing. Notice how it just all went quiet when the narrative didn't fit what they need. Notice how here locally the narrative went quiet when it didn't fit exactly what they needed it to fit. Now we just have lamenting and we came together as a community to support the House of Islam here. The Islamic Center of New Mexico. Very proud. That's fine. Pass by it all the time. How's it going? How are you? See him at the Smith. Say, what's going on? There you go. No, you will first. Here. Have a good day. My best friend was a Muslim. Billy called me a racist. <laughs> Why? Because I did vote for Obama. <laughs> Boy, that was back in the day. That was a, a lighter, gentler time then. Salman Rushley and the social media fatwa against him. A great write-up. Uh, you can find that in First Things by Carl Truman, dated 818 of 2022. I'll... Uh, be reading that myself this weekend and just talking about the media fatwa against him and certainly hope Selman recovers very quickly. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, Eddie, going to air up the trailer tires and hook it up to the pickup. Bobby said they wanted to haul stuff to my barn tomorrow. All right. And just got somebody else's text message. <laughs> more, more, more. Uh, there we go. Eddie, when a person receives loan forgiveness from a creditor, they receive a 1099 and have to declare as an income and pay tax on it. Nope. They got rid of that here. Are these student loan deadbeats going to have to pay the tax on the forgiven amount? No. It, it literally said that in part of uh, the, the write-up. They haven't even made a loan payment, like in the last two years. They give them loan forgiveness for the last two years. They fed their bank accounts, gave them the PPP. Oh, you need $1,200 a month. And then you don't have to pay for it. Just keep voting Democrat. Just keep voting Democrat. And even then, people are like, no, we, the, the, whoa, this is kind of, this doesn't feel right. Feels like Joe is sniffing my hair. Just expect with the, the loan. He's sniffing it with the loan. I love the smell of little girls' hairs in the morning when they come to take pictures with me in the White House. Can't even find some of those videos. I got them all. I got a name. All right. Uh, good stuff. Uh, the Zuckerberg stuff, the rundown on all that. Let's uh, get some final things. So I'll get some <coughs> loose ends. Loose ends. Uh, are you into this news break app? It's number four. Real life vampire with 49 body modifications warns other about doing what she's done. <laughs> Don't do it. Why? It hurts. Oh my gosh. Look at this. 
Mexico resident Chris Terna has almost 50 body modifications and claims that 99% of her body is tattooed. Congratulate Maria Jose Cristerna. Congratulations. You will be recognized with this honorary plaque from the Guinness World Records. Look, Mom, I did it. Aren't you so proud? She got her first tattoo at the age of 14, then she earned a degree in criminal law. Now I don't recognize what that is. She fortunately doesn't go in for drinking blood because she's a real-life vampire. That's what you would expect her. But she is a magical creature of the night. Yep, there she is. Wow. I love the way I look, but you have to understand there are young people who are very open to tattoos, piercings, and everything. It's become fashionable, so we might get to the point where it's not what we want anymore, and we may not like it anymore. So you have to think about it very hard in order to love it and be able to defend it with your whole life. Wow. My gosh. She's even got those, like, like balls, like someone injected, you know, like rice cakes under her, her head. I don't know how else to describe it. It is <clears throat> great. There was a woman who actually got her eyes tattooed. She was left blinded for three weeks. What? <laughs> wow. Tat tattoo my eyeballs with a needle, bro. Oh, that's going to feel great. Oh, let me get another shot of whiskey and I'll do it. Yeah, I'll be right back. Um, I told you already uh, the Archdiocese of Santa Fe reinstating Sunday Mass. There you go. Speaking of vampires. <clears throat> yeah, really. I didn't expect to find the devil here. Yes, he's here at the, he's in, you see that Exorcist 3 scene? Satan just like crawls through the other side. Oh my God. Ah. It is. Paul Pelosi, speaking of the devil. Speak of the devil. Pleads guilty to DUI. Sentencing includes five days of jail time. That's all we're going to keep the devil in there for. Part of Pelosi's probation includes eight hours of court work program, a three-month drinking and driving course. <laughs> It's not much, not much left in him. We'll have an ignition interlock device to fix to his car. How's that? To you know, top it all off. There it is. So proud. He was allegedly involved in a car crash. That's how he was pulled over. He was arrested in Napa Valley at 5K bail the night of his arrest. No injuries from the crash. Involved his uh, Porsche and a Jeep. Meep, meep. Local law enforcement refused to release the body cam footage from the incident. Oh, oh, I Okay, if I got pulled over, I'm DUI. Uh, look at Eddie. He's three sheets to the wind. I want to get the body cam. Oh, that'd be all over 4, 7, 13. Shelly Rabana is like, Eddie Aragon just got pulled over for a DUI here. And here's the body cam. Oh, Paul Pelosi, we're not going to release the body cam footage. It's an ongoing investigation, like as in forever. <laughs> yeah, that'll never happen. Here are you, me, Dupree. Uh, that's it. Just, nothing. Yeah. Capitol sergeant who survived the January 6th fears another attack over Trump's election lies. Oh, oh they're coming for me. Oh, I was uh, NBC News, of course, writing this stuff. <laughs> hey, we got to get uh, Joe Biden's doing such a great job. I, I feel I feel that Donald Trump and his followers are going to attack me. They, yeah, I, I saw you attack them. The real January, January 6th. All you have to do is watch it on Epic Time. He delivered his remarks at a stark victim impact statement in the case of Joshua Pruitt, a member of the far-right Proud Boys organization. Hmm. 
I live with the fear of another attack happening due to the rhetoric at Eddie Aragon. That rhetoric is currently discussed ad nauseum on social media, radio, and the news, wrote the sergeant. It's exhausting to the point where I don't watch or follow any form of media anymore since I seem to live in the news daily. Okay. Thought you were a cop. Thought you know how to protect yourself. You're so worried about it. Oh, coming to take me away. Hee hee, ho ho. All right. Speaking of smear campaigns, Vanity Fair writing things up. Even Trump's past appointees can't escape the MAGA smear machine. Everything that Donald Trump stands for is disgusting. He wasn't on board with Fauci and Burks. He would have taken this country down this hell. I mean, let's, okay. So more BS there. Watch the real J6. How about that? Just to, official uh, cause of death revealed in Anne Hesh. No, she was not working on a pedophilia movie. You need to trust ET online staff on this ET online writing. What's the official uh, cause of death? They're getting the official answers finally. Final, fi- finally, they're providing me with some answers. The accuracy is the result of smoke inhalation and thermal injuries due to a fire car crash. Burns. No burning. No smoke inhalation. Nope, she was up. She tried to get, escape that body bag. Nothing to see here. She crashed her Blue Mini Cooper three times, apparently. It just kept crashing on its own. The first time she just stopped, stopped like, I got to go crash it two more times. Severe burns, completely destroyed, unrecognizable, had narcotics in her system, totally crazy. Rumor had it, she was going to expose some things that she knew about 20 years ago. Played all the audio and the video for you, as you know. And will be deeply missed. But she lives on through her beautiful son, her iconic body of work, and her passionate advocacy. She lost her life because she knew too much. But, you know. If a woman's driving a car through the house three separate times and three different accidents, 80 miles an hour, she probably knew what she was doing. <laughs> Brittany Griner. Who cares, honestly? Oh, tall lesbian pot smoker breaks the law in Russia and expects us to bail her out. Call your friends. Tall lesbian pot smoker. She's married. It's legitimate. We're recognized in the eyes of the government that we are legitimate. Okay. There you go. Well, call Joe Biden. See if he can see how he's going to help you out there. Uh, Who's Brittany Griner? What is a Brittany Griner? Yep. Fauci's farewell. 81-year-old steps down to pursue the next chapter of his career. No uh, idea what population center he's going to go after, but it'll be one, and he'll get booed. DOJ lawyers argued against charging Trump in the Mueller probe. Oh, wow. What is this? How come this isn't being reported everywhere? The Department of Justice, the same one that went after him, actually argued against charging him in the Mueller probe? What? What? New York Post has that. Marijuana and hallucinogenic use among young adults. There we go. 40 million celebrated in Mexico. Great job. You guys are doing good. The whole state's going to pot. The use among young adults reached an all-time high in 2021. Hey, 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 40 million. Can't be wrong. Fentanyl. The deaths from fentanyl are overwhelming. 
U.S. morgues. The massive uptick in fentanyl-related deaths is overwhelming morgues nationwide. Cook County. Boy, this is not looking good. Heavy Hornet. This is from Fox News, by the way. Heavy Hornet sex. Uh, <clears throat> wow, what a slip. Any Hornet sex? Wow. Eddie, just move on from there. She is quite attractive. In China, they're going to be promoting fiscal monetary policies to support job stabilization. People work there? Yeah, they actually do. GDP, the Asian tiger. China adds one trillion yuan. More of stimulus to the rescue growth. That's funny. I don't care who you are. Yuan. <laughs> Sorry, it is. New Miss China. Queen Zhuen lied about her academic credentials. But where else did she learn it from? Right? Mao Zedong. U.S. entertainment industry hits a wall in China. Pun intended. News and gun control. Uvalde school police chief fired three months after a botched response in school shooting that happened this week. They're just firing away. One guy. Fired for fumbled response to school shooting. Back to wrap the week, wrap the show, and wrap it up. Shut me up. As we conclude the week, thanks for tuning in. Remember, they can't speak your name. Headline would read, local radio host takes a drink. A danger call. Yeah, they can't say my name. Say his name. It does sound like he's in. All right. What else? What else else did I leave leave off? A lot more to get to. Um, Wow. New York City reportedly incurs longest, largest single day busload of Texas migrants. Damn, that's a lot of Mexicans. What you want to come over here for? <clears throat> I don't know. Guatemalans, Costa Ricans. No, Costa Rica, they never leave. They just stay there. It's quite beautiful. Hmm. Survivor of Mao's murderer shares advice. Fight and keep fighting. Ah, there you go. That's encouraging. The Dennis Rodman thing I'll never understand. Huh. In business, Peloton strikes a deal to sell fitness equipment and apparel on Amazon. Well, they had a dead ticket of the shorts. 1.2 billion. Not many people getting in shape the way they want to. Dollar Tree cuts profit forecasts on planned price cuts at Family Dollar. <laughs> you know it's getting bad when dollar companies are one dollar stores undercutting the other one. Huh? That's not a dollar. Dollar forty-eight. Well, we're going dollar forty, but no dollar forty. Ever new kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. Well, you got to get those factor meals. That's great, great stuff. Keep you healthy, Michelle Hungrisham. 
you know, upstairs and down. Abercrombie cuts up. Yeah, I can't believe it. Uh, I, I can't get it out of my eyes, my head. No, get it out, Eddie. Abercrombie cuts full year sales and margin forecast on inflation. Hit that from Reuters. I'll post all this stuff. You get it. All the clippings. Right, the clippings. Clippings is gross, too. I don't. I do not let a barber touch my hair. I do it myself. I do not want anybody else's hands on my head. I can't. I can't handle it. You can't handle the truth. No, I can't handle your hands on my head, dude. Your Rolex is uh, worth less than you think. Yep, that's from the Wall Street Journal. Good job. Resale prices of pre-owned collectible watches are declining. Even as the primary market remains hot, hot, hot. Yeah. The resale, not good. Chrono 24, cool site. Just sitting there, inventory, just stacking up. You can't unload your watch because it's not worth what it was. Even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love with you, honey. The 80-year mystery of the U.S. Navy's ghost blimp. Oh, blimp went down couple of uh droppings out of the whole entire thing strange yeah, this happened in the great northwest some time ago off the coast of like the wreck of the edmund fitzgerald kind of like that but you know only two people dropped out of a blimp they had to bring the blimp down those looked like contorted strange like the blimp at the airport <laughs> Seal breaks into New Zealand home, traumatizes cat, and uh, hangs out on the couch. It's like 150 kilometers away. It's like, how in the hell? How did? How the hell did? How did it get? Is it on skates? I mean, they're funny. You go to SeaWorld. That's torture. That's animal cruelty. Selman P. Chase, President Lincoln's frenemy. That's at history.net. I'll. Uh, I'm going to share all this. John McAfee had three wives. Right. Strange. Wives and girlfriends. Who was he in a relationship with? Strange dude. Guys all over the place. Running from the government. Trying to escape, doing what he can. John McAfee. Strange dude, though. Really. Libertarian presidential candidate back in the day. Went down. Threatened by Live Golf. The PGA Tour launches major overhauls. I guess Tiger and Rory. Gonna be playing on Monday night. Monday night. <laughs> I know Kermit the Frog. This is Howard Cosell, right? I mean, you, it's never gonna be exciting. Now, was it Len died this week? Died. Oh, no, we can't take that. We can't be taking uh, calls like in the middle of the the show. There. Still trying to do the show here. Time capsule of life in '64 from Beatlemania to Mary Poppins. And live golf going nowhere. So how the PGA Tour is fighting back. The Times and the Sunday Times has the story. Live golf, not ironically named, is probably going to live. All right, EVs for the week. Might touch upon some of this next week, but likely not. U.S. consumers borrow at record level as car prices surge. Yep, back ordered. Not creating the batteries. It's expensive. How about the EV range? Everything you need to know, I'll post that. And uh, let me tell you, Car and driver had a list. And I was like, how the hell do you charge a vehicle for 24 hours? And you look at all these comparisons, and the thing only goes 210 miles. The 2018 BMW i3s, it only goes 107 miles, and they are all tested at 75 miles an hour. The Leaf Plus, oh, 
215 miles. Whoa, we're really far. Not one of these. The Polster, the Chevy Bolt, the Kira Nero, Nissan Leaf Plus, Volvo XC40 Recharge. None of those is over 250. The Tesla Model 3 Long Range goes 310 miles. Really outperforms. <laughs> Against what? My vehicle's got 450 to 500 miles. Yeah. I've been everywhere. Tesla Model 3 Performance. The Long Range Model Y goes 316 miles. The Audi e-tron. Ooh, sounds cool. No, it sucks. 218 miles. That's as far as it goes. That's it. He's got no, you have endurance in the bedroom, but he does not have endurance on the road. Oh, the Porsche Taycan. Oh, it's fast. And it's a Porsche. Porsche. There is no substitute. Yes, everything substitutes for a Porsche. This one only goes 280 miles. Yeah. And the Tesla... Long range plus the max you could possibly get at 135 grand goes 402 miles. Where are you going to go? I need to find a recharging station. Sorry to interrupt your Black Panther party. Not good. Yeah, these are, it sucks. Yeah. The EVs suck. We've gone from suck to blow. How EVs compared to gas powered vehicles in seven performance metrics. Yes, you've got it all right here. I'm like, are these really a good buy? Karen, um, I'm really thinking about getting an EV, doing the responsible thing. You know, Ken and Kathy, uh, they got it, and I think we should probably look into it. What do you think? No, no. Zero to 60. Gas-powered better. Yeah, 6.4 seconds for the EV average. Oh, I got this backwards. Non-EV, six seconds, a little bit faster. Quarter-mile acceleration. We're drag-stripping. 14.6 seconds. For the electronic vehicles, the gas does 14.3. <laughs> Top speed, 133 miles an hour for gas average. Top average for EV, 109. Oh, it's zero, zero to 20. It's great. I just didn't have to turn on. Off the line, it's great. How about the uh, EV average? 92 miles per gallon. Good job. What about the coal to fuel it? I don't know. Yeah, that's a lot more energy, I guess. The range on average. For a non-EV vehicle, it's 485 miles. For an EV, it's 179 miles. Boy, hope you don't have to pull up next to the urinal on that thing. <laughs> uh, just hang out there. You go to sports stadium, you have your hands on your head. You're just walking up, all the guys are racked up against you. You just put your hands on your Ah, Man, this water is cold. <laughs> yeah, I can go all day, folks. It's bad. You'll get the joke later. What, what does he mean? The water is cold. Yeah, you got to be there. <laughs> All right. Uh, finally, Hillsdale's free K-12 resources race standards for students. Got a bunch of other economy news uh, as well. Hillsdale, that's where I want my kids to go. Hope they learn. Hope they learn a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> don't want to send them to Harvard. Well, you don't want to send them to Yale. Look at Hunter Biden. Boy. What's on the laptop? What's in the box? Democrats' inflation bill quietly created green energy loan program critics could warn turning into the next Solyndra. Why you likely won't qualify for that ultra-low mortgage rate? A surprise, a faltering economy, laid-off workers quickly find jobs. Hey, you can find it for stammering. A tsunami of shutoffs. 20 million U.S. homes are behind on energy bills. Hey, but we've got that new Nissan Leaf Plus. Goes 171 miles. That's great. Hey, who's using all the electricity? Are you playing the video games? Oh, no, that's right. I got to leave. Gross domestic product, second estimate in corporate profits. 
second quarter from the U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis. B. You bay. Feds George too soon to predict the size of September hike? No, it is 0.75. Read them and weep. If I'm wrong, I don't know. Don't listen. Growing fears over the food security and price hikes as severe droughts hit crop production around the world, globe and around the world. And finally, how to avoid energy rationing. Folks, it's been a fun week. I've enjoyed doing the show for you, uh, without doubt. Um, by and large, uh, I really love Dowd, but I also like doing my own show. I love talking. I love connecting. love giving you information. I love the satisfaction of being able to provide enough information to get you to go on out there and do that. We've covered a lot of, I've covered a lot of ground this week, okay? And uh, basically, you can kind of see this as a uh, somewhat, not today necessarily. Boy, that third hour was rough. I don't think that you should be saying that on national radio. Yeah, uh, I will be saying that on national radio. Looks like I've got four markets covered already. Yuma, uh, we'll also be uh, looking at Boise, very cool, and Reno. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Stay tuned. Bill O'Reilly is next. Yeah!